Amen. I tell you, I think sometimes, uh, I think sometimes we think that coming to church, you know, that that's honoring God. And we think that worshiping, you know, participating in the praise, that's honoring God. Biblically, the only way to honor God is to take out of your life and give it to him. That's what the Bible says. And uh, I, I got to tell you something, at man camp, the guys, you know, we, we talked about that a little, little bit. And then we, then we received the offering. And, guys, the offering that came in, and this is kind of cool because, uh, you know, uh, camps aren't really big money-making events, okay? You know, uh, it's kind of expensive, and uh, especially when you go to the campground that we go to. That's a nice campground. They charge a lot. And, and, uh, and then we bring in, you know, speakers, and they bring in musicians, and they, they bring in, you know, all of that stuff, and then their feet, and, you know, so it can get kind of spendy. And uh, uh, the, 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 the offering that the guys brought this year was about uh, 12 times the amount of the average offering. It's the first, yeah, you know what's cool about that? It's the first time, and I can't remember how many years he said, they've been doing man camp for a long time, a lot longer than we've been going, and like 20-some years. And it's the first time that there was an overflow. Come on, guys. That's awesome. Amen. And so, uh, you know, you wonder about that. You know, you think about the presence of God that's there. It's, I'm telling you, it's crazy. That atmosphere is crazy. And it's electric. And, and uh, let me tell you why. Because we honor God. Amen. Well, if you're here tonight and you don't own a Bible, if you hold your hand up, the ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody's got a copy of the Word of God. You've got to get in that book, and you've got to get that book into you. Amen. Come on, come on, guys. You got to get the Word of God inside of you, and you got to, you know, you, you got to start. You got to start living that Word, and you got to, you got to let God uh, transform you by renewing your mind. Either, you know, we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. In other words, we're going to think different. We're going to feel different. We're going to choose different because we're basing our life off the Word of God, not just not not. You know, it's, it's you know. Love your grandma, but it ain't what grandma said. Because if, if you live off of what grandma said, then you, then you got, you know, grandma's kind of faith. Jesus didn't say have your grandmother's kind of faith. He said have the God kind of faith. Right? So to, in order to have God faith, you've got to have God's word. And you get a, God's word in your life, and all of a sudden God's way of thinking and, and God's way of seeing begins to manifest in your life. And it changes everything. Have you noticed that God thinks about stuff differently than you do? Huh? You know, uh, if you haven't noticed that yet, you haven't gotten in the Word yet. God just thinks differently than we do. And it's not a put down, is it? It's an invitation up. God's inviting us up to think His thoughts, right? To, to, to walk His way. To do, life, to do life His way, right? His way of doing, His way of being right, His way. Your and my way, you know, gets our kind of results. God's way gets God kind of results. So, you know, don't just carry the book around. Carry the book around. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm excited about, about the Word of God. And uh, just sometimes, I, don't, maybe, I know it's not just me. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be going over a passage of Scripture, and, man, it's, it's on the inside, like jumping up and down going, Hey, hey you found me. I'm telling you, you know, sometimes you come across a chunk of Scripture and it's like, really? That's been in there the whole time. 
and, and, and it's jumping around and it's making racket in my spirit, and I can't wait to go try it out. You know, and uh, I, uh, man, I'm telling you, get in the book until the book gets in you. Amen. Come on, let's make the devil angry tonight. Hold your Bible up, lift up your iPad, your Android, your telephone, whatever you got. Hold it up, say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I, I can do. Say, I've got an open mind. I have a teachable spirit from this moment forward. Say, I'll never be the same. Shout, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give somebody a high five. Tell them, here we go, baby. Amen. Uh, how many of you know God wants your life to flourish? I said God wants your life to flourish. Right? Uh, we're talking fruitful. Right? Uh, his plan, it's on the wall. You know, plan to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you a future. A flourishing life. You know, uh, go this week and, and do a, you know, just do a word study. Go to BibleGateway.com and just type in flourish and look at all the different scriptures that that word is in. You know, they that, who, are, who are planted in the house of God shall flourish. Right? Uh, You'll find out that there's a bunch of flourish scriptures. And, um, and I have to be careful because if I start reading them, then I don't get to go to where I'm supposed to go tonight. I'll just talk about flourishing all night long. Because uh, God wants your life to flourish. Okay? He's designed you and me to have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. He's designed us and he's carved out a pathway ahead of time that we should walk in it. Why, why, where is he taking us? To, into, into a flourishing life. More life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more health than sickness. That's a flourishing life. You know, really, if you just meditate on that thought that God wants me to flourish and just buy in it, God wants my life to flourish. My family to flourish, my spouse to flourish, my, my jobs, is, uh, I'm going to go there and my, the company's going to flourish because I showed up. Hello? Come on. That, you just meditate on that. I'm telling you, you're going to get in a better mood. Because God's for you. Right? He's, he's not against you. He's for you. But, he, but you know, the, the reality is, is that God's, God's way of life, He designed it for us to live it. And a lot of times, we're not living what God designed. Right? We're doing it our way because, you know, well, let's face it. This is the way we were raised. This is the way we've always done it. It's the way grandma did it. It's the way great grandma did it. It's the way, you know, and you go, you know, follow back your family tree and you find out it's full of nuts. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, you've heard that story over and over and over again about the people that at Christmas time they'd get the ham ready and they'd cut the ends off the ham and they'd put the ham in the dish and put it in the oven. And finally, you know, they got the whole family together and, what, you know, why do we cut the ends off, Mom? Why do we cut the ends off the ham? I don't know. And Grandma's in there. Grandma, why do we cut the ends off the ham? I don't know. Great Grandma's out in the living room. Go ask her. She, they go out and ask Great Grandma, why do we cut the ends off the hams? She goes, well, I don't know why you did it, but I did it because my pan wasn't big enough to hold the ham. And, and, you know, they've been going all through life, whacking the ends off of hams, thinking it did something to it, you know. And uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we do just because it's been, that's what we do. Right? We ain't thinking about it. We, that's just what we do. It's, the, it's our habit. It's our, you know, it's, it's our tradition. 
And, uh, but it's not necessarily what God designed. And a lot of people, you know, we're, we're looking at, uh, uh, you know, the promises of God, and we're trying to produce the promises of God in our life, but we're not living life according to his design. You know, it's kind of like wearing your shoes backwards. You can do it, but it ain't going to feel good. Not real effective, you know. And, uh, and a lot of people, a lot of people are trying to live Christian, but missing godly. You, I mean, you feel me? You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and you're nice and everything, but you're not really producing God results, and it's frustrating because you keep thinking you should get them. But it's because, well, it's God's design. And one of the reasons uh, that God wants you to walk with him is so that he can, he can show you, you know, teach you his ways. Um, you know, I've, I've got three boys, and I love my boys, and... and uh, uh, man, three, and it's so awesome, especially now, you know, we're just at a great stage and watching God work in my son's lives. And, uh, but there's been moments in each of their lives, and there probably will be more to come, but uh, there have been moments in each of their lives when it was obvious to me what they were attempting to do was to prove that it was their life and they didn't need to do it my way. Feel me? Uh, that, that, well, you know... Because they think it's my way. It ain't my way. Because if you do life my way, you get the same kind of yucky results. You get it when you do it your way. Right? This ain't my way. This is God's way. But they just struggle with differentiating between what's God's way and what's Dad's way. And uh, uh, because they want to do it their way, and then they miss the result that they were hoping for. And I think a lot of us, you, you know, we come to church and, even, you know, we, uh, we're, we're missing the fact that, God, God wants you to walk. You know, uh, I think the Bible is, is just like cram-packed full of, uh, you know, just living illustrations of what it looks like to go through certain situations but walking with God. What's it look like to go, go through a flood walking with God or a fire walking with flood or a challenge or a storm? What's it look like walking with God? Because walking with God changes everything. See, without God, you're just walking, and you're on your own. But walking with God, now, you just know, I mean, just you already know that that's just radically different. And there's some, there's some days that I know I, know I kind of miss it because I'm not walking with God because I know if I look around, I know God would never take this street. Hello? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, uh-huh, he's talking about his own life now. Tell him. It's all right. You know, God, God won't be anywhere down here. And so you got to backtrack and get back on, you know, the, his street. You know, because God really is, he, we understand it, right, that he's righteous. He's holy. And uh, he don't wander down some of them back avenues that you like to poke around in. He just goes his way. And if we could just learn to walk with God, we, we'd have this insane advantage. Just an insane advantage. You know, uh, I imagine that uh, if, if I hooked up with Vince, can I use you as an illustration? If I hooked up with Vince and we, we went around and, and stopped at some of the uh, fire stations in town, uh, 
the, the guys working there, see, they all, they all recognize Vince. He's, he's a chief. And they wouldn't know who I am, but because I'm with Vince, they'd be nice to me. <laughs> right? Most places, most of, most of the firehouses. A couple of them, they'd egg me. You know, but, but you understand what I'm saying. You know, uh, uh, they'd let me touch stuff that with, if I was there on my own, I wouldn't have any of the liberties, the freedom that I had if I showed up with Vince. Right? I'd get favors if I was there with Vince, you know, if you went to a to a, a, a you know one of the steel suppliers and you happened to be with Todd, they would uh, you'd get you'd get a lot of uh, opportunity if Todd was with you, especially if you compared it to if you just showed up without Todd, right? Um, you want the favor of God on your life, then you ought to walk with God. Because without walking with God, you show up alone. And if I show up alone down at the firehouse and they come out and find me sitting in the truck going, they're hauling me off. But if I show up with Vince, it's a different story. See, in a lot of us, what we've done is we've ended up in places in life on our own. We're not walking with God. We took our own path. We took our own street. We, took our, we made our own decisions. And, and we don't have the favor of God. We talk about it. We might even sing about it. A lot of times we'll stand and listen to others sing about it. <laughs> but we don't actually live with it. And I'm telling you that God designed life, flourishing life for you. That's saturated in favor. But he designed life to be a journey that you walk with him. With him. With him. Can you imagine, you know, what it's like to show up with God? What you need. Because they're going to be nice to you just to impress him. Hello? Uh, Luke 4, 18 and 19 in the NIV, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus talking, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Everybody say the Lord's favor. Oh, come on. Say the Lord's favor. I think it's awesome that one of the things that Jesus said here, he said, you know what? The anointing of God is on me because I'm going to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You've got the, the, the right to live a life that is saturated with favor. Now, I'll tell you, that's good news right there. I said, that's good news right there. You know what? Good news to the poor and freedom for the prisoner, recovery of sight to the blind, and setting the oppressed free because the Lord's favor is here among us. The favor of the Lord. God has anointed you, qualified you to proclaim 
favor. Hello? I got a question for you. When you go through life, are you declaring favor in every situation? Do you walk into the hospital and proclaim favor? Do you go down the halls of your school proclaiming favor? Do you show up on the job and say, the favor of God is here today. Get ready to watch this. You have an anointing on your life to proclaim the favor of the Lord. You know, you think about who you were, who you are, and who you're becoming, and you realize that your life is being transformed through faith in God, by the grace of God. It's the favor of God that changes us. So we need to embrace the grace, take hold of the favor, and let the favor take hold of you. You need to let the favor of God, tell your neighbor, let the favor get you. You know, tonight, just for a few minutes, I'm, I'm going to poke and provoke because, uh, you know, I, I want you uh, to know how to embrace grace, how to, uh, how to kickstart your favor as you walk this thing out with God. You know, I think some people in different areas of their life are stuck. You've been trying to get someplace, trying to move from where you are, trying to get this to happen or that to happen and this to change, that thing to go. And, and, and we end up stuck in life. Great people, but stuck. Ever been stuck? You know, it's kind of cool when you get unstuck. If you've been stuck for a while, getting unstuck is a good thing. Tell your neighbor it's going to be good for you tonight. We're going to read... Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 11. We'll put it on the screen. It says, one day. Everybody say, one day. Oh, say, one day. Okay, check it out. Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. A man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day. Say, every day. He was put there to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked right at him, as did John. Peter said, look at us. And so the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Peter said, silver or gold, I don't have it. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He took him by the right hand. He helped him up. Instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking, jumping, praising God. And when the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And while the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. Everybody say one day. One day. Say it one more time. One day. I just want to make this point as we just get rolling here. Okay, one, one day. This guy's taken to the gate and he's set out there to beg every day. Every day. Every day. Here, this guy ain't never rode a Harley. He's, he's never baked a cupcake. He's never had, you know, a vision or a dream of a future. Every day he's just dropped off in front and they set him down and he goes to work begging. And basically he's in survival mode. He's just begging. 
but one day. I got to tell you something, and, and, I, and again, I got to be really careful because I have just a little bit of time and, and, a, and four points I think God wants you to have. But it would be really easy to preach all night about one day because I think it's awesome that one day changed every day in this man's life. Every day, for, for uh, I, I did a little uh, back study and found out that there's some discussion about it, but this guy was probably somewhere in his 40s. He had been dropped off every day for a long time. It's years and years and years and years, and he just needed one thing, but, it, but he got a lot of stuff, but he never did get what he needed until one day. And all that it took on one day to change every day was for one guy to show up that understood favor. Hello? I'm telling you, these guys are headed by the gate beautiful, which is an awesome gate. Beautiful. How you doing? Beautiful. Beautiful. Everybody say beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> okay. He's sitting at the gate beautiful. Life ain't looking beautiful for this guy. He's sitting at a gate begging. And here they come, and they show up, and it's just one day. Everything, everything changes on one day. This guy gets a hold of the favor of God on one day. Let me, let me rephrase. Favor gets a hold of him on this one day. One of the things you've got to understand about favor is that favor is alive. Favor got its own groove. Favor has a reach. Favor has a mind. Favor has a recognizable personality. Favor is looking to embrace you. Well, I think one of the challenges that we have is that we don't recognize favor. So favor walks in and out of our life all the time. You know that favor has come and favor has gone. You know when favor shows up and you know when favor has left. But a lot of times I think favor comes along and we are distracted. We don't recognize it. So we actually miss the fact that favor was there. And then we're wondering where the favor of God's at. We, 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 got, we got to get our eyes open so that we can see when favor shows up. Hello? I think we need to, I think we need to learn how to recognize favor. The favor of God. How to recognize God-sent opportunities. How, how, to, how to sense when a God moment just showed up. And it's going to draw me out of my survival mode and liberate me to where I'm going to go around walking and leaping and praising God. It's going to change every day. One, one day is going to change every day. And, and, and it's not a little change. We're talking about a big change. Because let me tell you, when favor gets a hold of you, you are never going to be the same again. Kind of reminds me, uh, uh, again, I'm going to try not to, to wander too far, but now my mind's just going. Remember the blind guys? There were blind guys who followed Jesus. Ever, ever think about that? The blind men following Jesus. <laughs> There's blind men following Jesus. I believe that's a description of, of, of much, you know, many of us. Blind people following Jesus. One of the blind guys, remember, one of the blind guys made such a racket when, when they were traveling. And, and, uh, and Jesus' crew kept, you know, they were, they were re religious and, and heartwarming people. They said, shut up. 
<laughs> and uh, uh, you're, 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 you're making too much racket. Be quiet. And they cried the louder, remember? And, uh, and Jesus said, bring me the blind guy. And they, they brought the blind guy to Jesus. And, and Jesus asked a question, which a lot of people really, really think is a weird question. I think if you understand it, it's a very, very wise question. But uh, just from last week, maybe uh, did we learn anything last week? Why does God ask questions? He already knows the answer. Why does he ask questions to lead us to the answers we need? You remember when, when God asked Adam and Eve in the garden, where are you? It wasn't because he didn't know. He just knew that they didn't know. So he started asking questions. So they bring a blind guy to Jesus, and Jesus asks a question, what do you want from me? And you're thinking, well, that's a ridiculous question. Of course he's going to ask for sight. He's blind. But there's blind men following Jesus today that are asking him for cars. You know, there's blind people in the room tonight. And you came, and if Jesus was to ask you, what do you want? You, it wouldn't have anything to do with vision. You'd ask for some stupid thing. You know, I, I need a pay increase. You know, what if the blind guy that was a beggar came to Jesus and Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, I, I want you to increase the giving here so that my life is, is, is more, you know, uh, supplied with finances. Well, what if he'd gotten that? He still wouldn't have vision. And, and I, think, I think what you and I need to come to God tonight to do is say, okay, we're blind. We're followers of Christ. Blind followers of Christ. But we want you to give us vision. I, I want to be able to see. I want to be able to see because, I, I, you know, maybe that's why favor walks in and walks out and nobody knows it because we're all blind to it. And so instead of, instead of asking for, you know, a bigger house, why don't you ask God for greater vision, clarity, insight into your ways, oh God. I, I, I want to be able to see this. Right. And uh, where was I? And uh, I knew I shouldn't start talking about the blind guy. And so uh, here's here's this guy and he's begging and they come to him and 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 look at what it says. It says he was expecting to receive from them. Uh, look at your neighbor and tell him always expect. Be, be, you know, get your heart filled with expectation, have expectation in your heart. Get expectation in your heart. Can I tell you, can I tell you something about God? He, he's never going to give you really what you expect. He blows your mind, right? You know, we got all these great scriptures that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you could ask or think. So, you know, he's going to go above and beyond that anyways. The, 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 uh, the deal is, though, is that a lot of us, we actually do get exactly what we're expecting. Nothing. You know, because uh, when we're rolling to church, we're really not, we don't come. Hey, come on, I've been in church my whole life. I know how this works. We're not really rolling in expecting revelation, knowledge to flow. We're, we're expecting to sing, you know, uh, two fast songs, three slow songs, put five bucks in the offering bucket, uh, listen to a message. And if we're blessed, somebody will take us to Yoplicity and they'll pay. You know, and, and, and that's, that's what, we, you know, a lot of times that's our expectation. You know, we, we have this huge cap. The first thing I've got to tell you, if, if there's any area of your life where you're stuck, where, where it's survival mode, let me, let me just put it that way. Uh, if you're in survival mode in any area of your life, here, here's the four steps to break that and to tap into the favor of God. Okay? If you're stuck, let me just tell you something. If you're stuck, you have to admit, I'm not operating in favor. This, this is not the description of flourishing. If I'm just surviving, if your marriage is just surviving, 
That's not flourishing. If your relationship with your kids is in survival mode and you're having to beg, oh, that's not flourishing. If, if on the job, if, if, if there's no favor with, with the boss or with the employees or, or with, uh, you know, people you're you, you're feeling me, that's not flourishing. That's not the life designed by God. And so you're stuck. And so the first thing you have to do is you have to be like this man. This man had expectation in his heart. I think you got to get expectation in your heart and you got to start proclaiming. You got an anointing on you to proclaim the year of favor. This is okay. God's going to do something great in my life today. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to tell him how to do it. I'm not even going to tell God what to do. I'm just going to tell God I'm ready. Right? Okay, my life, I'm ready. I'm believing you. I'm, I'm getting in agreement with you. I'm going to receive from you today. God is setting me up for something awesome right now. Come on, get expectation, get it boiling inside of you. I'm telling you that favor is about ready to take you places you couldn't get before. The favor, I'm telling you, favor is going to connect you with people you couldn't touch before. Favor is going to open doors that were nailed shut before. Favor is going to make a way where there was no way before. You, you want the favor of God. You ain't going to get it if you ain't expecting it. So you got to just, you got to birth that first. Get that, in, it, get, I said get that in your heart. God is for me, not against me. That God loves me where I am, but way too much to leave me here. I'm about ready to, to leave this place of dysfunction. I'm going to step into a life that is flourishing because God's designed that life for me. If I really believe that God has designed a flourishing life for me, why in the world would I not expect flourishing life to begin to manifest in my life? Right? So I, I, I'm going to birth expectation in my heart. Look at this. Number two, uh, this man, he, number one, he, he, got, he, he had expectation in his heart. But number two, he was willing to embrace the unfamiliar. He was willing to embrace the unfamiliar. Something is about ready to happen that ain't never happened before. I think it's really funny when we think about the miraculous. Everybody wants a miracle, but nobody wants anything to change. Um, when the miraculous occurs, there's a reason it's miraculous. Because that don't happen every day, right? So we got a situation where it's a one day, it's different from every day, right? And uh, this this guy, he 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 was open to to the unfamiliar. You got to lay hold to the unfamiliar favor shows up and a lot of times you don't recognize it you don't see it so you miss the opportunity because we don't recognize the face or the voice of favor he said to him silver and gold have i none wonder what was shooting through the guy's mind i mean you know he's begging and these guys come up and and they look like nice guys and they say we ain't got any money but what we got we're going to give you and he's you know what's going through his mind you know i'm getting subway leftovers you know well, what's he thinking? You know, uh, silver and gold, have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. I love the, love the King James Version. Silver and gold, have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Notice that he did not say such as I can go and get. He said such as I have. By the way, you're already equipped to meet the needs of, of people all around you. It's another message. I'm going to give you what I got. Uh, 
Think about how many times favor showed up in an unfamiliar way. You know it's not normal to spit in the dirt and make little mud pies and rub them on people? That's not normal. Uh, Talking to trees. (laughs) Jesus did it. Walking on water. You know, the miraculous happens outside the realm of normal. So you got to be you got to be prepared to participate in the unfamiliar. I think that's where a lot of us miss favor, because we we don't want to do anything different. We 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 want you know I think a lot of people are praying and waiting for God to come down and do a bunch of stuff, um, without us having to participate at all. We just want to look good at the end. We just want people to think we're cool. But we don't want to do anything that would cause them to think we're weird. Too late. Okay? Look at your neighbor and tell them it's too late. The whole world knows you're strange. Tell them. we kind of got to get over that. Jesus is walking by a bunch of fishermen, remember? Uh, who is it? Peter and Andrew. He's walking by them and he says, follow me. And it says they, let, they immediately left their nets. Something stepped into their environment that they recognized was absolutely powerful. But they also saw it walking right out of their environment. So they left everything to stay connected to the thing that had carried so much power into their environment. I think what we do, we we don't want to leave anything. We want Jesus to swing by and leave stuff for us. We want him to drop off some miracles. We want him to drop off some provision we want him to drop off some healing we want him to drop off some uh, you know relational success we want him to drop off some some promotion but we ain't willing to leave anything maybe maybe it's time you got ready to move from your little spot and do something unfamiliar hello look at the third thing here uh this guy this guy gets up and uh, Acts 3, 7, it says, taking him by the hand, he helped him up. Man, there's so much stuff here. He, he helped him up. He helped him up. Uh, it's awesome that these guys helped him up, but what's even more awesome is that he was willing to receive help. Um, you know, uh, he wasn't looking for a hand out. He was willing to receive a hand up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. And this man moved. Look at verse 8. Um, and they got him up. He's on his feet. He's getting stronger. And he jumped to his feet and began to walk and went into the temple. Man, I'm telling you, something, just, something radical just happened in this dude's life. And he, and, and he steps right. He hangs with them. And he goes right, right into the temple. Look at your neighbor and say, he went right to church. Um, I, I think number three, number one, number one was what? Expectation in your heart. Number two, and number three is plant yourself in the house of God. You, you want favor? Listen, favor moved him into the temple. Here's the question you've got to ask yourself. When favor impacts your life, where will it move you? I know a lot of people that believe if they had a pay increase, their life would be better. They get a pay increase, and suddenly they live on a different planet. 
Hello? Uh, somebody blesses you with a boat, you favor, you got a boat, and, and where does it move you? To the open seas. Um, you got to understand something. If the enemy cannot prevent you, he will promote you. Right? If he can't get you to live in poverty, he'll give you just enough prosperity that that prosperity is bigger than your character, and you'll kill yourself with that level of prosperity. If he can't get you to, to, to you know, listen. The blessing of God, the favor of God comes upon your life. How do I know it's the favor of God? It'll move you towards God, not away from him. It, it, it'll take you because God's, God's, God wants your life flourishing. And, 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 and it, it'll, I'm telling you, it, it'll make you want to be with him all the time. You, you, you're you're going you're gonna to connect to him and live with him and live for him. And why? Well, because it's his favor. You know, it's just so weird that, uh, you know, the guy that has the favor on him, see, this favor is, is because you're walking with him, not running from him. And, and sometimes we get a little bit, a little break in our life. And just think about it. You know people, they, 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 finally, got, they finally got a little break, and where are they now? In deeper trouble than they were before they needed a break. Why? Because, it, because they're not really, they're not going for God. They're going for favors. And there's a difference between getting favors and having the favor of God all over your life. Hello? Uh, one more thing and we're done here. L- look at that last verse I gave you. I think it's like verse 11, 10, 11. While the, while the beggar held on to Peter and John. While he held on to Peter and John. While he held on to Peter and John. I think number four. And, uh, and, and I need to clarify this for a minute because I know exactly what you're going to think when I tell you this. But, but you, need, you, need to, you need to hear it correctly, okay? So get ready. Get ready to, to change the way you think. But number four is you need to stay close to your leadership. Um, in other words, I, I'm not letting go of the ones who've led me to the favor. You know, the Bible says if you want to be wise, hang out with the wise. You want to be godly? Hang out with the godly. You want to be favored? Hang with the favored. You know, this guy said, I can tell God's hands upon you, and you put your hand on me. I am not letting go. Not letting go. You know, there's something about authority. And by the way, just let me clarify this, because you're thinking, uh, well, we've got to stay connected to you. I'm not the only leader. There's, there's leaders in the house that you, that you need to connect to. You need to draw up next to them. You need to recognize when the enemy is trying to separate you from them. What's he really trying to do? He's not, he, he really don't really care about your relationship with me or your relationship with Vince or your relationship with Todd or your relationship with Jeremy. He, what he's really trying to sabotage is your relationship with God. And, and the thing is, is that, that you just need to stand up. Now, you know what? You, you, there's guys in my life. I just got to tell you something. You know, there's a bunch of great men in my life I thank God for. But let me tell you something. You ain't never going to separate me from Sharky. Because, you know, he stepped into my life in a time when I needed the favor of God to manifest. And he stepped up next to me. And I'm telling you what, the favor started flowing. Well, I'm just, I'm not super bright, but I'm smart enough to realize that I'm not going to move away from the, from the people who've connected me to favor. Because I recognize that this is how God works. 
right? I said this is how God works. And the anointing of God is upon, you know, the lives of men and women. And sometimes, you know, the way for you to learn favor is to walk with people who walk with favor. And you're looking at these guys' lives that are around you, and you think, and you start getting too busy to, to connect to them. You're, you're too busy for the favor, God. Listen to me. There's, there comes a season. Even in, even in my boys' lives, there's a lot of favor that they get because they're just because they're my boys. But there's a lot of stuff until they walk out life like their dad. There's a lot of stuff that isn't going to flow freely for them. And, and if they try to do life some other weird, weird, awkward way, the favor runs out. Hello? You know, uh, you, you know, you, I, you know, I'm not using them as an example now, kind of moving on, but still the same stream of thought. But, you know, if we had a child that every time you came to church, he broke into your car and stole your stuff, you know, it wouldn't take long before his favor evaporated. Right? Why? Because you're telling, I don't care whose kid it is, he's ripping me off. And, and, and you know, you, you can't just walk any old way and, and maintain the favor. What you want to do is connect with people who, who can walk in favor until you learn that walk, that, that way, that road, that, how, how to live that life. And, and you know, you're probably going to find out that by staying connected to leadership, there's some crazy thoughts that you possess about how you, you're kind of like just any other you know, kid that's growing up who's thinking, well, I can do it my way. And you're going to find out that really we're not asking you to do it our way. We're trying to teach you his ways. You know, well, we, we can do marriage any way we want to. No, you can't. See, the guy who designed marriage knows how it works. Right? See, you've got to do it God's way. Well, we, we can handle our money. In it. No, you can't. You've got to do it God's way. You've got to remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who has given thee the power to get wealth, that he could establish his covenant with. You've got to do it his way, or you're going to screw it up. Well, how do I learn his way? You walk with people who have walked there before. And, and you know, so, you, you know, you've you got to get anticipation birthed in your heart, right? And you've got to get ready to, to experience the, the unfamiliar. And, and, and you just, uh, what was number Three, you, you got uh, you got to plant yourself. Plant your. You want your life to flourish. You got to get yourself planted in the house of God and connect and stay connected to your leaders. And watch what'll happen in your life. You know what's going to happen is areas where you've been stuck, you you become unstuck. Get unstuck. Well, what you know? Uh, how's that going to change everything? It's going to change because people are going to connect to you. It's not going to be long until you're saying, hey. Walk this way. Come on. I'll show you the way to favor. You'd never believe it. You'd, I'm telling you, there's some things that God operates that, uh, that you know, just on their own, you, you'd never believe it. That that's, that that's what's going to produce blessing. Isn't it that way? Kind of Think about it. Forgiveness. You, you'd never believe that if you just release and let it go, that life would begin to flow in. And, and, and hope would begin to, to, to uh, you know, multiply inside you. And that health would begin to operate. And the thing that, that you were so upset about in a few months, you won't even remember what it was. And you're thinking, no way, I'll carry this to my grave. And the problem is, is you're right unless you do it God's way. You know, there's just some things. And the way God does it, it, just, it does not make sense until you walk it out and you, and you begin to see it. So you've got to get ready to receive something, but you can't tell God what, how to give it to you. 
right? So, so that, that sets you up for the unfamiliar. So, so you're willing to take hold of the unfamiliar. And, and, and you just plant yourself in, in his presence, man. Just plant yourself in the house of God. Plant yourself. Just get planted. Because knowing that God's going to flourish you. And don't, don't let anything disconnect you from your leader. You're going to be unstuck. You're going to have a one-day moment that changes every day of your life. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, wow, I'm glad you were here. <laughs> All right. Bow, bow your head. Close your book. Let's pray.